0: Team GPT podcast. This is, I've said, I feel like I've, I've said this fucking like a billion times. You didn't oh. the first one. No. Oh my god, Welcome to the Team GPT podcast. <laughs> We're energy off the bat. I'm your host. This is Brian. Yep. This is Ryan. You hopefully tuned in to hear us talk. If not, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like,
1: just, the beginning of this sucks every time. <laughs>
0: This this is why I'm here. I add, right, the suck. The suck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I put the suck in successful
0: podcasts. For right
1: any of you that care, it's 11.20 <laughs> on a Monday night. We are sitting outside the gym. <laughs> oh, God, I'm super hungry,
0: too. Yeah, I'm sorry. We should, we should get food. We should order, can, you, can you order food here? You want to do it. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that, right? It's probably, you can probably get a pizza place to deliver. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Um... We're going to talk about some really stupid stuff. <laughs> Things I think are stupid. Actually, they're not that stupid. They're stuff I, I use constantly. Which are, like, the shoes, like, the heeled shoes, sleeves, wrist wraps. Uh, like, do, do you need them? Because I feel like they just sort of make you feel better without actually adding anything to your lips. should <laughs> be Um...
1: Okay, well, so so there were, there was a post the other day uh, that went around very quickly with a lot of the powerlifting groups and sites about how expensive powerlifting has become. Yeah, and Mike Kolesky, uh hamburger train, like he's great about just speaking his mind, and he made a comment that the only thing you need to lift in most federations is a singlet. Knee high socks and some shoes. Some federations don't even require that. Yeah. So you can lift at most local meets with a twenty five dollar singlet, a five dollar pair of high socks, and whatever shoes you have at home. It's it's not a it's not an expensive sport unless you want it to be. Uh, not shitting on any of these other companies right now because they they do help, but they're not needed. So. Okay. Using like you know, I'm just gonna work my way up. All right. So shoes. We have people that have three different pairs of shoes for each lift. They have a heel shoe for squat, which gives them a little more ankle mobility, Which lets them be a little bit more upright. But for some people, throws a little bit more forward. So do you need them? No, maybe not. Um, They have a bigger heel shoe for bench, so they can get their feet flat in the floor. Uh, Crank, crank back to get a little bit more arch. Uh, Some federations don't have to have their toes down so people just put on a running shoe get up on their toes so they get a little more flex Um, and then for deadlift they'll have a deadlift slipper or a samba or something that's very flat to the ground to be able to pull in Um, so then they've got three different kinds of shoes socks you need high socks for deadlift but a lot of people will wear wear, uh, someone had a peanut butter and jelly pair of socks on the other day for me peanut butter on one leg jelly on the other it's kind of cool that was for for squats uh, for bench, I think they wore the same thing, but for deadlift, they'd wear higher socks. Uh, so that was two pairs of socks. Again, not both were not necessary. Uh, if we're talking about just raw lifting, uh, knee sleeves. Uh, there's thinner ones that just keep your knees warm, maybe in between attempts. So you, you're not cooling off. That you know that could help. Um, or you can go with a heavier sleeve that might give you a little bit of rebound of the hole. I say might because it depends. Some people think it gives you nothing. Some people think it gives you 15, 20 pounds. Um, try it and see. Uh, I said singlet You can buy anywhere from a $25 singlet To a $200 custom singlet That's up to you yeah. uh, Wrist wraps uh, Mostly use, I mean, Primarily you use for a bench Can give you a little bit more stability of your wrist If you wrap correctly If you don't, kind of waste the time uh, For squat, for people that are going low bar Often they'll do that to give their wrist a little bit of a break And some people do it for deadlift To give them a little bit better grip if you wrap correctly Again, do you need to do any of that? No. Um, in some federations, allow elbow sleeves on uh, other lifts. Keep your elbows warm. Yeah. All right. But like, same thing as the knee sleeves. You don't need them. Uh, if we're talking about equipped, then yes, you do need that stuff. Do you need the most expensive stuff? No. You just you need to try out some stuff. So like knee wraps. Uh, a bad wrap is going to make squatting harder than than it is uh, without it. So, you need to still have, even the best, you can have the best wrap in the world, but if you're not wrapping correctly, it's not helping. If you do it right, yes, it can definitely help. Uh, Squat suit can definitely add some weight, but you have to learn how to use it. Same with the bencher, the deadlift suit. Um, So, this sport can be as cheap as you want it to be. I said $25 singlet, Uh, chucks are like 30 bucks at Marshalls, pair of socks is like five bucks, and get your membership for for the Federation, 55 bucks, something like that. So, and then pay your meat fee. Looking at like under two hundred bucks to compete, or you could go you all out and be a thousand plus dollars in. And that's and I'm not talking about equipped, I'm talking about raw lifters that have different shirts and different shoes. And I didn't even mention a belt. Yeah. Uh, you you can get a cheap uh, cheap prong belt for thirty bucks, or you can get a. custom belt, or $250 non-custom belt. Um, It's up to you. Um, I have never worn any of it. I've never, I mean, I do have I squat in flats because I have a lot of mobility, so I just wear an Adidas Samba. Um, I bench in the same thing. I deadlift in the same thing. I don't wear knee sleeves. I don't wear wrist wraps. I don't own a belt. I don't wear any of that stuff. That's just how I was taught years ago, so I haven't. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I've worn a belt once at a 25 pound PR. Okay, cool. Maybe I should wear a belt more often. <laughs> but I still haven't bought one. I mean, I have here for the people, either belts, but I don't own my own belt. It's up to you. They do. I mean, clearly they, they can help. Yeah. But they might not. It
2: adds up to. I think if you're spending more on shoes and shirts and singlets than you are gym membership and just training equipment that might be a little off balance but yeah right is there I don't know if I've asked this question before Feels like I have
0: right. ask it again but I'm going to ask it again so back in high school I used to do track right and I was talking to one of my friends and he says you can tell right who the best athletes at that track meet would be by their shoes Right, because you don't want to be the asshole with the black shoes with the golden flames on it and come dead last. <laughs> right, if you if that you show up, right, with the nicest like uh, spiked shoes, mm-hmm. right, you know you have to be at least top three, right. <laughs> I, so like,
1: that, like, it completely would not work. Parallel. Oh man, I feel like it's the opposite. See, <laughs> so, I, 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 mean, yeah, I, I would when I was playing baseball. I would show up a game's uniform on. I went the old school way having uh pants pulled up to my knees. Um I I walked in in sandals. I would put my cleats on eventually. Um I didn't wear batting gloves when I hit, just hands. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have any protective gear and you know I played college ball so like it's not needed. I think like but then again you've got someone like Take like Barry Bonds who used to wear like The elbow guard And the shin guard And he's like One of the best players ever So I, I don't I mean It's very individual Again yeah Like if it makes you feel better And it makes you If it If it Whether it helps you For real or not Whether it's Maybe it's just a placebo If it makes you feel Like you're better By all means do it if it just makes you More confident Because you're wearing A shirt that That you're proud of Or wear the knee sleeves that you that you think are going to give you that, that lift or your own belt do it cool but you don't have to you can yeah. show up I said singlet shoes and socks I think that's a common question that most people get when they
2: come into uh, they start planning for helping me it's just like alright so what do I need like, I know I need these shoes this belt and it's just I don't know if that's because of social media people yeah. posting stuff or people thinking they need more but it has become more of a norm like, oh, I think I need this in order, like, what do I need to compete well, yeah, Was there ever
0: a situation where you would say, hey, you should get this equipment? Like, you should get a belt, or oh, yeah. you should get shoes?
2: I wouldn't tell anyone they should. Okay. It's up to them. You um, can, like, point out things that,
1: like, this could help. Or, like, okay. try this, it could help. But same thing we're talking about with training. Like, this could help. I'll use, like, two of them. I would probably, I mean, we could go into all of them, I'm sure. But I think, like, one of the easiest ones is people throw on a heel chew, which comes from the weightlifting background, which they are using because they need to be very upright in the snatch and the clean and jerk. Uh, it has transferred over to powerlifting, and a couple years ago, everyone was buying a heel shoe and you're starting to slowly see people go back to a flat chew, um, at least in the squat. Um, if you don't have enough ankle mobility, and you're having trouble hitting depth, or... You hit depth and your hips shoot back right away because your ankles don't like being in that position. Then yeah, maybe a heel shoe works, but maybe you could go flat shoe and work on your ankle mobility. Which um, one would you hit first? Both? Would you say
0: like, I mean, like hey, let's work on your ankle mobility, right? Like
1: let don't buy the shoe. Both it would be the right thing for me because it depends on you. Okay. If you want to spend the money on a hundred eighty dollar heel shoe, which will give you that quick fix, go ahead. Um, in the meantime, we're going to work on the ankle mobility. So, if nothing else, we're definitely working on ankle mobility. And if you need, and if you want to start to feel better faster, then get the shoe. Um, same thing with the belt. Like, you don't need the belt to brace. There's no uh, no science that shows the belt reduces injuries. It just it gives you that that tactile feedback of what, something that you can brace into. So you're bracing better when you should be. Um, but if you know how to brace correctly without it, you don't need it. Um, I apparently did not know how to brace that well, and that's why I hit a big PR when I put it on. Um, same thing with wrist wraps. We have, um, I think, just everyone wears wrist wraps, so they just kind of get used to it. Um, Aaron's a good example. Aaron had a weird thing with his bench, like maybe about a year ago, where his wrist kind of like went back. He d- didn't hold on to it well. He kind of worked on that, and Aaron doesn't wear wrist wraps, and he's closing it on a 400-pound bench, you know, almost almost double body weight, you know, one, easily one and a half, like. It, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't wear them at all. So you don't need them. Where other people are wrapping three-meter wraps, is you know, make, turn them into casts. I think nothing. You, nothing I, is a should. I think you can
2: go far into that quick fix and ignore something like if you just, oh, my ankle really sucks. I'm gonna buy heel shoes, and that's the cure. And then down the line, it just catches up with you, and other lifts yeah. or other things. I mean, that could. I think the, the idea of finding a Training fix compared to a equipment fix Is the better bet to
1: start with Though an equipment fix Like I said can be A very uh, This weekend we had the meet hmm. um, Tyler on uh, his first Bruce. bench They made him hold uh, at, at lockout before he got the Start command for a few seconds Because his heels weren't flat hmm. um, He finally got the start command Press, rack, got the lift uh, we took him off the platform. He immediately changed his shoes, and the next two attempts, his start command was immediate. Um, so, in the future, should he wear the the different shoe? Yes. You think uh, Chucks are going to get phased out? I feel like there uh, were so many problems with Chucks. What's wrong like, with Chucks? I, just, I think like, a lot think of it's, a man If you look bench, at the, if like, you look at the shoe, they like they curl up in the front and yeah. they're a little bit curled up in the back. Uh, there's a couple tricks to deal with that, but that's not that we always, not have, always talk have, about yeah, today. Tricks.
0: If you want to <laughs> learn the tricks, go to
1: TeamGPT.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, we, I
2: keep finding more and more issues of, like, related shots. Even just deadlift too, like, if yeah. you're, because like, the, they naturally curl over time and, like, your feet aren't on the floor.
0: I think that's why I got a uh, one of the reds on, at regionals was, uh, like, I, I guess, like, my foot shifted, right? Which I don't think is a red, right? But they thought I lifted my foot.
2: A Uh, a shift would be
0: Damn it Fuck you That person anyway
2: (laughs) Another strike
0: towards Another strike towards That person Um So maybe
1: they made a good call Man Uh, (laughs) Come for you (laughs) But yeah none of that Like All of that could help It might not Um Like we said in the last podcast For the try Um We had someone here recently that was asking me about it. I said, you know what? We've got a bunch of people here with these kind of shoes. Why don't you try them before you go out and buy them? Because these are very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that might not be the case for everyone that you can go go try an Olympic shoe because you're not going to go to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy an Olympic heel lifting shoe. They just don't have them. You're going to buy that online from either a lifting site or directly from the shoe company. And the tough thing there is you get it in and you try it and, like, you have to lift in it. You have to play with it like and see how it feels and if it doesn't feel right, they're probably not going to take it back Yeah. because at that point you've already lifted it in it you beat it up a little bit. So if you're lucky enough to be in a gym like ours where a lot of people have this equipment, you can try and be like, ooh, I don't really like those. Like, I like these and like, you know, someone like me, like going to the gym, we have, um, I have a pair of uh, Addy stars. I have a pair of sambas, a pair of chucks that people can try. I don't have Romalios but a lot of people do. Um, so we can get you to try on all four different kinds. We have deadlift slippers here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have every wrist wrap you can find from Titan. Uh, we have SBD. We have Inzer. We have Elite. Uh, Elite. We have slingshot. We have. I mean, we have like we have so many different ones that like someone tried on uh, two the other day. She mentioned to me like what uh, what she and I was like okay let me go check. And I said you're probably gonna like these, and they're the THPs from Titans. They were similar to what she used, and she did. She liked those right away. She did not like the other pair. Yeah. Cool, but the problem is, like I said, if you're buying them, it's a it's a guess. Yeah, it's a very expensive. So case. it can it can get expensive and crazy. And if you, but also keeping in
0: mind for the, for the new powerlifters out there, knowing mm-hmm. which ones are allowed in competition,
1: it's that's not a big thing. That's a huge thing. Like, like, like <laughs> read the rule book beforehand because yeah. you know you show up and you can't wear it and you've trained for twelve weeks in it and, it's and like, just, oh crap. You know, you spent two hundred dollars on a belt that is illegal in competition. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't happen in everywhere, but it does happen and what do you do? So read the rule book first.
0: Yeah, so. Well I mean this sort of leads into uh, our next question that we have uh, was, you know, how much should you change about your lifts like if you say if you're been powerlifting for a while and you it's been working but you're like well i can get bigger numbers if i change maybe go going into a heeled shoe or changing going into a wider stance or doing that stuff out like what would you do in regards to like okay let's change something or let's not change it let's just get stronger where you are in that position
1: all the above all the above try it
0: (laughs) okay i'm
1: gonna go with that as like our motto try it um again it depends I mean like Eva's a good example that you know uh, four years ago <laughs> Eva pulled 315 conventional and she was a pretty good conventional puller uh, weighing 138 pounds pulling 315 four years ago was really good um, she had mentioned about trying sumo alright cool try it and I think within like two weeks she pulled 365 like okay you're, you're a sumo puller from now on yeah um where, like, vice versa, like, we've had people try the heel shoes, and at first they really liked him, and then they're like, you know what, I don't think so. Um, Matt Piscitelli, uh Matt went from the heel to the flat, and it, it, it seemed to be going pretty well. Um, he's actually recently switched back to the heel, and it just it seems to be better. Uh, my thought as a coach is if your technique is not wrong, I don't necessarily want to change it. Um, Because what what feels right for you Might not feel right for me Um, So if your stance is a little narrower I don't necessarily want to If you're not doing something wrong I don't want to change it But I might give you a supplemental exercise that says Okay we're going to do a wide stance squat So I want you to move your feet out two inches on on each foot So for you that might feel like a ton And maybe you do it and you're like Wow this feels really good Or maybe it's a weakness that we just need to bring up But like that we can make That you'll be stronger in the long run because of it but we can try it um, I know a lot of people here have wanted to try sumo deadlift cool we tried it some people like I said like Eva definitely worked other people like you like it 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 better. it got got better it got stronger but it it made de- my conventional better. I think it made mm-hmm. conventional better but it was it was by no means your better no. your better deadlift no. um, would we have known that without trying no try it um, try the shoe on see what happens try you know try the wrist rep see yeah. what happens Um Don't try it on meat day. No. Um, Don't try it the day before meat day.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Try it weeks out. Don't put on wrist wraps that you've never worn before on your deadlift. Brace them, uh, wrap them too tight, lose feeling, and drop the bar on your opening attempt that you should have pulled easily because you've never worn wraps before. Don't do that. Uh, Try it weeks out and see how it works. Um, I don't like wraps on deadlift, but I know, like, Kim Walford, who's... The best i in the world. She raps. She loves it. Yeah. Cool, do it. It just doesn't work for me. I tried it. I yeah. hated it. I felt like I couldn't get a good handle to the bar because, like, I felt like I was losing feeling. So again, try it. Yeah, it
0: if makes you're sense. doing if you're
1: doing something technically wrong, and again, I'm not talking about like you're doing something technically different. Yeah. Um, I'm a very narrow stance squatter. Uh, you're a very actually. You're we're all all three yeah. of us are pretty narrow stance. Um, but someone like Matt, who is a much wider stance squatter, I'm not going to tell him he has to go narrow. I might tell you you have to go wider, yeah. but try it and see what happens. We can, you know, see you know if it's a weak point, we can bring it up. If it's a strong point, maybe that's your new thing. Um, high bar to low bar—that's been a big one for a lot of people. People switch from high bar to low bar and be like, "Wow, I'm so much stronger," and that's been true for most people. But we have a few people that, and I'm one of those that feel significantly better high bar. Uh, for whatever reasons, um, they do low bar, so I'm not going to just say, Oh, you're a high bar squatter, let's go to low bar. Usually, when someone says to me, Can I try low bar? Sure, we'll try it. I don't force them into it. Um, on the other hand, like I said, if something's technically going wrong, uh, if you're not braced, if your knees are collapsing, um, maybe you're flaring your elbows too early, maybe you're rounding your back, then that we have to work on. Um, I think that's kind of obvious. Though, too. Yeah, I, yeah, feel like, I feel like anybody
2: awesome. that's not even looks good, like, oh, that
1: looks wrong. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, if your knees are touching, yeah, quad, like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> like, I I, I kind of use the two quotes all the time from Charlie Francis, um, who's like the best sprint coach ever. Like, if it looks right, it flies right. So, like, if, and then Mike Boyle's like, if it looks like shit, it's probably shit. That one might be a little bit easier for yeah. a lot of people. But, like, if you look at someone's deadlift, you're like, ooh, then it probably needs to be fixed. Um, and don't get me wrong there are some There's people exceptions, that, yeah. there are some people that pull with a rounded back that can pull a monster amount of weight um, but if you look at it And you're like ooh. then it probably needs work if it looks fine don't don't try to fix what's Fucking not broken <laughs> let it be you know work on what you need to work on but don't don't tinker for no reason
2: it, like, that's what like we use and going back is but the reason that you know, kind of program the way we do is yeah. it allows you to try different things and it allows you like someone who's just you know squat bench shed every day yeah. switching to a wide stance if you're a narrow stance is like a big change but uh, we might you know train competition wise like narrow stance and then try like a wide stance goblet squat or specialty bar or something and then you can work on that and figure out yeah. what feels better could an accessory
0: move after this truck passes back, Could an accessory movement indicate
1: sort of something that might need to change for a main movement? Yes. So just semantics-wise, I'll say, like, to me, a main movement, squat bench dead. A supplemental movement is something that's very similar to a squat bench or dead that we can go very heavy on. Yeah. Uh, It's like a safety squat bar you can go very heavy on. Um, An accessory movement is something that's going to be something that has a direct carryover to those lifts, Um, an indirect carryover, sorry, to those lifts. Maybe it's working the muscles more, but it doesn't it's not something we're going to max on. So, so I mean, like,
0: supplementary. Movement. Okay. So like,
1: yeah. So that's fine. That's why I figured. that yeah. That's why I just want. So like, an RDL to me is a supplemental movement we can go heavy on, um, but like a one leg RDL is not. Even though they're both RDLs, like yeah. I'm not going to have you max your one leg RDL, but I'll have you go heavy on RDLs. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but anyway, um, yeah, absolutely. I think like, and that's why we'll do a lot of those things. If you're like, take me,
0: for example, I don't know, we might unveil some interesting things right now. So, when I, when I goblet squat, right, uh, my feet, like, when I'm normally squatting, they're usually at, like, 30 degrees, but goblet squatting, I'm on like, 50, right? I, it's just it's just easier for me to, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, more upright or something like that, it's just, for me to be able to, like, maintain position all the way down and up,
1: I have to just shoot my feet out wider, even though I'm maintaining that narrow stance, Well, I think on your goblet squat, though, you're a little bit narrower. Okay. Um, And having the weight in front of you is definitely gonna have a bigger effect on your core, which keeps you a little bit more upright, which more upright requires more hip mobility. By turning your feet out, you're opening up, getting a little ankle mobility, also giving you a little more hip mobility. So, probably the same thing with your front squat. When you go to a squat and you don't need as much, it starts to change a little bit. (coughs) Excuse me, but... um, Yeah, I mean, you can look at those things and see, okay, why is this happening? Um, uh, I think uh, for supplemental movement, at least, it's probably a little bit better of example of something like, if you always bench as wide as you can, you're always out, index fingers on the ring, uh, your range of motion's pretty short, uh, maybe you have a good arch, uh, that if your close grip is terrible in comparison, then we need to figure out why and bring that up. So I, I, in that regard, I kind of think of like what Dave Tate talks about in um, your supplemental movement should have a direct effect on your main movement and your accessory work should have a direct effect on your supplemental movement and an indirect on your main movement. So I'll kind of, I'll try to break this down and have it make sense, I guess. Um, if your competition, If your competition grip is all the way out on the rings, with a big arch uh, and your range of motion is pretty short but your close grip is terrible mm-hmm. so the close grip requires you to tuck a little bit more uh, a little bit more um, mm. uh, shoulder flexion a little bit more tricep work then that's going to have a carryover to your competition grip because your competition because it's such a short range of motion is a lot of triceps but to bring up your close grip we're going to do uh, some front delt work to work on that shoulder reflection. We're going to work on some direct tricep work to, to be able to work on getting into the tricep locking them out. So that helps the close grip, which then helps the wide grip. Um, I And you still have to practice the wide grip because not practicing what you're meant to be doing is not going to help. But if... I have a bunch of numbers I'm looking for, so like if you're I want certain lifts to be within certain percentages of other lifts, and if they're not, then that's a weak point. Mm -hmm. And if it's a weak point, then this is the movement we have to work on, and then these are the muscles we have to work on to bring up each thing. Um, Where, since we already talked about conventional and sumo, I generally want your opposite lift to be, like, within 90%, 90% or better. So if you're conventional 500 and your sumo is only 400, uh, your hips are probably weak. Uh, I'm a very good example of that. I'm not. I'm a terrible sumo puller. Um, conventional just feels way better. My back is definitely stronger than my hips. Um, where if it was the opposite, then we need maybe we need to work on some back strength. Um, where conventional would work in, but so would hyperextensions, lat work, uh, rows, things like that. Um, there's a whole lot to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> So the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know the question anymore.
0: <laughs> what is time? What is time? Th- oh, man, we can get time. It
1: It's 11.47. Oh, my God. There's more, right?
0: Yeah, this, I mean, if, if you were to pick one row for the rest of your life, would it
1: would be? <laughs> so a lot of people have heard this at one of the gym recently. Uh <laughs> I up it, I I used to tell people that my favorite was the chessboard row. Uh, we have the elite FTS chessboard row. It's like 7 feet long, so the lever arm on it is terrible. It's so hard to do. Like You try to load a few plates on it and you're like, why can't I move this? Uh, it takes your lower back out of the movement. It focuses on your upper back so much more. I love that row. And then Jeremy Hartman said that Chloe Dublin does 315 for penlay rows, yeah, and I was like holy shit. Sucks. We're all doing Pennley rows from now on <laughs> There's a reason why She pulls like 480 uh, And I put it in People's program And I was like Cool we're doing 115 For reps Just walk to the gym And everyone's just <laughs> really doing pendlay Everyone's doing penalties. And I'm like It's still not I wouldn't say it's my favorite Like I still think Chessboard row is my favorite <laughs> or But or that go- do but goes do a doing fucking pendlay It goes back to weaknesses <laughs> I don't want anyone I want well run lifters I don't want a weak point I, If you're weak If you're weak at something You will It will come out on meet day when it's max weight um a glaring weakness. Yeah. if you have a glaring weakness it's going to come out more often yeah. but if you have a weakness on one lift it's going to come out on meat day and maybe you're going to miss that lift that you should have gotten or maybe you're going to get hurt or if you're lucky maybe you're just going to turn it into the, the biggest grind of your life and you get it and then you're shot that's the train going by hey, hey, how you hey
0: how's it going there's, the one on there's one person right there
1: if you live far away, the train station is one block away. Wow. Um, so, but, uh, you know,
0: come down. More information at GleasonPerformance.com.
1: That's the first time I said that one. That is true. Yeah. The so last short, I'm going to say that. So, <laughs> so short answer, Chessboard Row. Yeah. Um, but hit them all. If you're weak at one, it's that's not good.
2: I like Steel rows because every time someone does it, Johnny sees things. <laughs> some a <laughs> Some <Rose. laughs> So that's
0: my favorite I wanted Make name, I wanted a Yeah that's row. what and that's that's gonna write. Kiss from a rose Kiss from a rose That's what, that's what was I was saying God. Right I, I literally I got I got Programmed seal rose I'm like Ryan what's seal rose Right And then I did it. I'm like Ryan Can I can I write like a formal Proposition to change it To kiss from a rose <laughs> Dear Mr. Seal <laughs> Dear Mr. Seal <laughs> Can I have your permission Yes Please yeah. If you're watching this seal Yeah you just DM me, man On, on Instagram
1: Yeah We watched yeah. your video last night <laughs> We did
2: Yeah <laughs> we did. Two nights ago you know, Big Whatever
0: Big fan was. of your work Big fan of, That's what. Big fan of George Clooney i Batman Yeah um, Oh, yeah yeah, yeah yeah, yeah
2: He was in that music video Yeah, it was good <laughs> I think ending on a Kiss <laughs> and rose reference Is probably the best thing We could do at this point <laughs> And we can say it As the giggles Yeah
0: Thank you so much for listening. To send in questions, DM me on Instagram at Syed underscore likes underscore stuff. Follow the gym on Instagram at Team GPT. For more information about the gym, visit GleasonPerformance.com and join the team. For online coaching, go to TeamGPT.com.